All right, here we go. Episode six, Audible's AW. We got BP here. We're going to go over What's coaching going carousel. Uh, lots to talk about coaching carousel. Yeah. We got NFL playoffs. So, um, man, what a week yeah. in sports, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot going on, you know, between the playoffs. Wild card round, a lot of coaching changes, you know, for the teams that are out of it pretty quick. Uh, so definitely, definitely a lot of things happening right now. So it's, um, right. I mean, let's get right into it. So we got, yeah. um, the coach McCarthy going to the Cowboys. We got Rule, who probably 90% of football fans never heard of until <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. last year. Um, yeah, I didn't hear about him until, you know, Baylor went to the Sugar Bowl. I didn't even really watch Baylor or hear of Baylor. I didn't think there were anything special in college this year. Um, yeah. but supposedly rule is the guy, uh, the, the Browns still have a vacant position. They're the only vacant position right now. Uh, you also have Joe judge, uh, former Patriots wide receivers coach going to the, your beloved giants. Yeah. yeah. Um, supposedly f- they might bring on Freddie kitchens in some capacity. Let's go. Let, let's go right into that. Yeah. The giants are your team. What do you think yeah, of yeah. the Joe judge hire and the supposed, bring on Freddie Kitchens as an offensive consultant or an offensive coordinator. Yeah. So uh, it's funny though, because for a while, the rumor for a couple days was, uh, you know, this guy rule from Baylor. It was kind of rumored that maybe he would be the next giants coach uh, because he had previously worked for them in the Tom Coughlin era. He was some kind of assistant back in those days. Uh, before he went on to coach Temple and then Baylor. So I was kind of thinking like, oh, you know, it'll probably be this guy. And then I guess what happened is he was scheduled to interview with the Giants. Uh, but he did that Panthers interview maybe the day before. They offered him a crazy deal. He, you know, while that was going on, the Giants are interviewing uh, Joe Judge. Obviously, I guess they were impressed by him, but. I mean, I don't know if any of this is true, but it said supposedly, you know, Rule called the Giants and, you know, he gave them a chance to match the offer the Panthers gave him, and they they were already working on a deal for Joe Judge. So, I mean, the Joe Judge thing, uh, I guess there's two ways to look at it. I mean, it's not like we all knew much about the guy, but it's like, all right, well, he's been on the Patriots for a while. He's been part of three Super Bowl winning teams for them, special teams guys, you know, special teams coach. This year, the wide receivers coach. Uh, You know, I mean, I I guess if you're around Bill Belichick, who's considered one of the greatest coaches of all time, that can never be a bad thing. He was also on the Alabama staff uh, prior to the Patriots. I think he won two championships with them. So he's been around two you know, pretty high-level programs, top-notch coaching. I think those are all good things. You know, we don't know how he is as a head coach yet, but, you know, I, I kind of like the way he came off in his uh, press conference today. You know, he seems like he wants to get down to business. And the other thing, you know, it's like people always jump the gun. They're like, oh, who, you know, it's like we want to criticize these guys. Like, Joe Judge, you know, who the hell is he? You know, he's never he's never done this. He's never done that. Or it was like, he's never been a head coach. He's never been a coordinator. Well, guess what? 
Pat Shermer was both of those things, and he went nine and twenty-three. So it's like I think sometimes what you know as a society it was so quick to jump to a conclusion instead of letting things play out. Uh, just like when the Giants drafted Daniel Jones, if you remember that, Adam, that was kind of a heavily criticized pick at the time. Turns out now it's like, oh wow, that that looks like a good pick for them. So. You never know. I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's bad, but I say, hey, give him a chance. If you think he can change the culture of the team, why not? What do you think about the Giants bringing him him in, Adam? Yeah, I actually, um, I really like this move. Now, um, I know mm. Colin Coward went on and completely bashed the Giants. Oh, yeah, for right like they they rushed this thing. But, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like this is the right move. This is someone that we, we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. This is someone who came out of nowhere um, in the coaching carousel uh, until the Giants. There was rumors of them interviewing for him and that he had a good chance at landing the job, which he eventually did. But I mm-hmm. do like this move. I think this is the right move for the Giants. Someone low-key. Granted, it's from the Bill Belichick coaching tree, which right. unfortunately the the long list of coaches that have uh, gone on to coach after mm-hmm. Bill Belichick have sucked. Um, mm-hmm. you know, now Brian Flores just, he went into, you know, this is, he's coming out of his first year. So he's kind of like the exception to the rule. Plus he beat the Patriots in the final week of the year to spoil the two seats. So I already like him. I think he'll have a better year. I think he's the right person for the Dolphins. That's another subject, but, um, yeah. going on to Joe judge. I like this move. I did watch his press conference today. It was really, really good. It, it, it really set a tone. I think you're going to see a lot of, you know, like he said in his press conference, a lot of back to basics, back to fundamentals, uh, learning how to tackle, tackle hard, tackle the right way. Uh, yeah, they're going to play emphasis. downhill. I, yeah. I could see him, re- you know, he has, you know, one of the best backs in football. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all of us were proven wrong with the whole Daniel Jones scenario. So I think he's going to be, hopefully has a good sophomore season and doesn't have a sophomore slump. I think he has a lot of potential. He was hurt towards the end of the year, but I think this is the right move. Um, I Mm -hmm. really do. I really like the Giants hire here. Um, I'm going to consider this a win, Um, unlike some of the other teams. We'll see what the Browns have to do, but I definitely like this hire, so I'm definitely on board with it. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. I'm with you on that. And Like we said, you know, he got a great recommendation. Uh, The Giants got a great recommendation from Bill Belichick. And one thing, you know, we've always said over the last couple of years, Patriots special teams, one of, if not the best special teams uh, units, you know, in the NFL, as far as special teams is concerned. And, you know, this guy was in charge of it. So I I think think he was the wide receivers coach. Well, he, well, he was this year. He added that onto his like thing list of things to do, but, uh, but he had also been running the special teams for a while. So. Yeah, I like the move. Um, I mean, the contract the Panthers gave to Matt Rule, the Giants didn't want to match it. What do you think about that contract, Adam? I believe, I believe I saw what is it? Seven years could be up to seventy million. Yeah, it's it's, it's Some, seventy years, sixty-two or sixty-eight million, something completely yeah. astronomical, something. Uh, <sighs> I don't know what the Panthers are doing, and and you well, know I, I'm a I'm, I love my boy Cam. Yeah, I, I you know I'm I glad you brought that up by the way because I just read something. This is um, I don't get it. I think this is 
You think they're reaching? You take a guy that, okay, granted he goes, he, he has great success at Temple. He takes Baylor. You know, they got as high. They were ranked seventh. Uh, you know, uh-huh. they lost to Georgia and, you know, a good Georgia team in the in the Sugar Bowl. It was a close game. Yeah. But I don't know how you can pay this guy that kind of money when he's unproven. Um, right, right, right. He's never coached in the NFL. I think they're uh, – I mean, good well, for no, Matt well, Rule. Well, good, good for him, right? Like he well, cashed he, he, in. He, he wants he, to bring – hey, I did like his press conference – I just don't know why the Panthers and their new owner, uh, you know, David Tepper and the, the general manager, whoever, they're paying this guy just an absolutely asinine amount of money. It's just it, it baffles my mind. I don't know this is the right thing. The only thing I will give him credit for is supposedly he wants to work with Cam Newton. I don't even know if that's the right move mm-hmm. um, for the Panthers and even yeah, Cam that's Newton what I right just now. Seen. Yeah. Um. One thing, one thing that I guess you can give to his credit. Uh, so he actually he was with the Giants for one season in 2012. He was an assistant offensive line coach. Uh, but looking at his, so he's had a good amount of players, uh, a lot from Temple, and you know a handful of guys from Baylor that have gone on to sign with NFL teams, whether they got drafted. Uh, there was a lot of guys undrafted that signed, but maybe do you think the Panthers are looking at that saying, oh, all right, this guy knows how to uh, produce NFL talent maybe. Uh, let me count it. Hold on. I just uh, – I don't I don't know, man. This – it doesn't – He's So in the last – since 2015, he's had about 18 players go on to the NFL. I mean – you know, some of them might not even be in the league now, but at some point they sign. But yeah, I mean, some, listen, you, you know, you and I can go and 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 run UCF, and then you know, whoever gets picked, right, 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 like, yeah. someone's going to make it to the NFL. At the end yeah. of the day, like I don't right. know about this hire. I originally thought before all of this happened that the Panthers had, who you know, the Cowboys signing Mike McCarthy was kind of like, wow, they, they finalized Jason Garrett leaving, then they hired him. I thought Mike McCarthy was going to be um, the person for the Panthers. I thought mm-hmm. setting that up would, you know, they would trade Cam Newton. He would continue to work with Kyle Allen, uh, who played really good for an undrafted rookie free agent. I do think that guy, that kid has a lot of potential, but uh, man, I just don't know about this Matt Rule hire. It's going to be very interesting. Supposedly, he's an offensive genius. Uh, we obviously know what he did with Baylor. He turned around, you know, a very lousy, shitty Temple program. But it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, come on, man. I, I'm not yeah. sold. I don't like David Tepper, the new owner of the Panthers. Um, yeah. I thought, you know, he rushed getting rid of Ron Rivera. Um, it's just, I, I, Ron Rivera, if you think about it, the last time the Panthers were relevant before him was when they had Jake Del and he hate me. Like, let, let's be <laughs> yeah, honest, like, yeah, he turned yeah, around, yeah. he made multiple, you know, playoff appearances, he turned that Panthers team around, he brought them to a Super Bowl, he groomed mm-hmm. Cam Newton, you know, he hired the right staff, brought in the right people, uh, and, and look at what he did with... An undrafted rookie free agent having lost your starting quarterback superstar in the second week of the year to a you know a very bad foot injury. So right, I mean, right, the, right. the guy has a track record, good for the Redskins. And I, I know that there was a lot um you know, a lot that went into, you know, 
whether he needed to he wanted to accept the Redskins job or not. A lot of that went into him having control of the team, the personnel. Um, Snyder knew he had to give that up to, in order to high you know hire uh, you know that kind of top notch coach in Ron Rivera. I think Ron Rivera was one of the better coaching hires uh, and good for the Redskins. And he did come out and say he is not committing to Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sold on Dwayne Haskins. I know he had, you know, a great year at, you know, Ohio State. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just, I'm still not sold on him. I think that's the right move. Uh, don't, you know, uh, don't be fully committed in this guy because he didn't really prove it. I mean, he a few games, he, yeah, he showed yeah. some spark. You know, he, he had some spark in him. We saw that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I think he's going to take it with a, with a you know, kind of a holistic approach uh, and be very thorough in his process because he's a very thorough coach. So it's going to be interesting to see what the skins do. Well, I know... Anybody that's on, on the Redskins will no longer be playing ping pong in the locker room because uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was Ron Rivera's first move. He came in and got rid of the ping pong table, which was a big hit in the Redskins locker room. And, uh, you know, I mean, I get it. Hey, you got to come in. You got to mix it up. You know, I mean, how big of much of a difference is the ping pong table going to make? I don't know, but. I guess it's more him trying to send a message. Well, like, instead we of be... playing friggin' ping pong, maybe you should yeah, be right. studying your playbook yeah. and maybe you know, yeah, yeah. seeking out your coaching staff so, to figure out what you can do better. The thing, the thing I read, they talked to the long snapper on the Redskins because it was like him, the kicker, the punter. These guys were always playing ping pong because they had more downtime than anybody. But he said, you know, hey, that's what coach wants to do. We got to go with it. He said, maybe we'll earn the ping pong table back, you know, someday. But Oh, my God. The, the, the friggin' skins are more concerned about this friggin' ping pong table. But, like, I, hey, I get it. You know, Ron Rivera is basically coming in and saying, hey, it's no no more fun in games. Let's get down. And, and, and like you said, he's not uh, hitching the wagon, so to speak. The guy to, wants to win. He wants yeah, to win. He did, he, he did say, he said, Dwayne Haskins has a lot of potential. But kind of like what you said, he's not guaranteeing. He's not guaranteeing anything, you know. So which he shouldn't. It's um, still young, still very young. Um, yeah. Granted, yeah, he's a rookie it's... last year, but you know, it, it, it's not like um, this guy played at Daniel Jones's level. It's not like he, he, you know, he's played at a DK Metcalf level. I know they're two different positions, but you know, mm-hmm. rookies they want to come out. Um, you know, and make an impact right away. I, we didn't see that from Dwayne Haskins. We saw that from from other rookies. Like I said, Daniel Jones, you could see, you know, his first NFL start made an impact right away. He balled out. That guy, uh, you know, the Giants proved everyone wrong with that sixth round, uh, you know, that sixth overall pick last year. So um, it's not mm-hmm. like Dwayne Haskins made that kind of splash. Right, right. And, if you, you know, the big thing was about, a bet, you know, during the draft, it was like, oh, the Giants should be drafting Dwayne Haskins. They got criticized for going Jones. So you never know. Like, you got to let these things play out. But uh, do you think, uh, you know, speaking of all, so so the Giants, they take Joe Judge. Now the rumor is he wants to maybe bring in Freddie Kitchens because they work together at Mississippi State or something. There was also the rumor a couple days ago that the Giants wanted uh, Jason Garrett potentially to be their offensive coordinator. So what are your thoughts about either of those two guys coming into the Giants, and which one would you lean towards? 
uh, thinking of this impulsively on the spot right now, I much yeah. rather have. Well, it, it, it's no question that I would much yeah. rather have Jason Garrett than Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, as right, the offensive right, right. Coordinator. Do I yeah. think either of them should be the offensive coordinator for the Giants? No, <laughs> no. But um, you know, if I had to pick one or the other, kind of you know, pick your poison. Mm-hmm. Pick Jason Garrett. Freddie Kitchens disaster nightmare. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's not going to be able to avoid the, his Browns catastrophe. One and done, uh, you know, in, in one year as a as a coach of the Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I yeah, just, that's um, not, definitely not I, good. I think uh, you know they should go out and 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 find someone else. Ideally, uh, yeah. If they, I, I'm very sorry. I I hope your Giants do not, because um, I do want to see them on the resurgent path. Um, to getting back and being, you know, competitive in that division, I just—they're not going to do it with Freddie Kitchens. It's going to be a—it's going to be a friggin' nightmare for Daniel. Yeah, Jones. yeah. And as mu- much as we say we like the Joe Judge hire, you know, I don't know if that would be a great, you know, that first would be guy a terrible to... first move for him. Y- oh, yeah, my yeah, God. yeah. He so, is never you know, going to hear the end of that. Hopefully, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But speaking of the Browns, uh, so they're. Are they the only um, vacant? Only vacancy. Um, only vacancy they, right now. Yeah. They interviewed Jim Swartz. Oh, um, is that right? Yeah. Ultimately, the odds, the odds-on favorite to land this job is Josh McDaniels right now. From what I'm reading, seeing, hmm. um, I don't That's know. Interesting. He is a in. The thing is, is that we saw he, he completely, you know, friggin bushwhacked the Colts when he was like accepted the job and said, no, I'm out. I'm staying with New England, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then he, he didn't have a great tenure, a great ride with um, with Denver when he was the head mm-hmm. coach there. Uh, Josh McDaniel's big personality. I don't know if that's going to get along with Baker Mayfield. Um, you know, obviously both in their um, you know respective paths. They're still you know young. Josh McDaniel's would be a young coach, big personality. Same thing with mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. Can't stay off the friggin' TV doing friggin' commercials. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Everyone knows how I feel about Baker Mayfield. Um, mm-hmm. I hope he turns it around. I think. I don't know. I don't know if Josh McDaniels is the right hire. Jim Swartz, eh, I'm still not sold on it. I think um, – I don't know if the Browns are going to get it right. Um, I know you said it on our last episode. The Browns are going to stay – you know, the Browns are going to stay the Browns. And I'm going to say the Browns are going to stay the Browns this year regardless of who they hire mm-hmm. as coach unless it's somebody that comes out of nowhere – um, and maybe it's someone new, someone with a little more experience. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm so lost on the Browns. I don't even want to spend much more time talking about this because it's the fucking Browns and I can't, I can't, I can't put any more energy into yeah. the Browns because they're going to stay the Browns. They're going to suck. Um, unless they I, went out and hired someone like Urban Meyer who can, you know, hire Urban Meyer. Just hire Urban Meyer. Fix it. Yeah, get, get that's it done. a that's a that, that's a big name. It'll be interesting to see if he lands anywhere. Um, I believe the Browns also did interview uh, the Chiefs' offensive coordinator Eric. He's Ben-Amy. a fan. 
He's someone that needs an opportunity. I yeah. can see him doing yeah, yeah. really good. I like him. Look what he's done with two years. Um, you know, I think he was uh, Pat Mahomes' quarterback coach last year uh, or two years ago. He's been the offensive coordinator for two years, but before he was the offensive yeah. coordinator, when Matt Nagy left, um, I believe he was the quarterback's coach, if I'm mistaken, my apologies, but I believe he was the quarterback's coach before he became the offensive coordinator. If you look at everybody who's come from the Andy Reid coaching tree, it's been a little opposite of the you know disciples of Bill Belichick. Look at Doug Peterson, won a Super Bowl. Matt Nagy mm-hmm. won the division last year with a terrible Mitch the Bitch Trubisky. Yeah. So so so, so yeah, look yeah. at that right now. Eric mm-hmm. Bieniemy, I think, would be an excellent hire for the Browns. I don't know why he doesn't get. He's gotten more opportunities to interview for other for other coaching jobs before everything kind of pan itself out. I actually see him. I like him a lot. He's high on my yeah, list. Yeah, me too. They should go yeah, with him over Jim Swartz or Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels probably going to stay in New England, or, or maybe he flocks an S and goes and bees an offensive coordinator somewhere else. But Eric Bieniemy, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that name. I like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've been reading about him today, and I agree with you. I think he's a guy that deserves a chance. Uh, maybe you know, and maybe compared to someone like Josh McDaniels, who we've already seen as a head coach, didn't really work out. Um, I'd like to see him get a chance. He's been around, you know, and I know Andy Reid is probably really the man behind the offense there, but that being said, this guy's around that system. You know, he's seen a lot of a lot of ways to create a dynamic offense, good quarterbacks. I believe he was a running backs coach for for a good handful of years with the Chiefs uh, back when they had Jamal Charles. So, you know, he's definitely been around the game. He deserves a chance. Uh one guy we haven't touched on much, Adam, McCarthy going to the Cowboys. How do you feel about it? The more I look at it, I see, I say, wow, this kind of makes sense when I see him sitting up there with Jerry Jones. I guess they had a sleepover at Jerry Jones's house. Like Slumber the day party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saturday night sleepover. He got the job. Uh, but, it, it, you know, has... The more I look at it, the more it seems to fit. I'm like, all right, this makes sense, you know. Uh, but what do you what do you think? What are your thoughts about McCarthy going to Dallas, and can he get them over this hump? At first, I was unsure of this hire. I was really mm-hmm. surprised again because I thought Mike McCarthy. I thought he was going to be the Panthers head coach. So when yeah, um, right, you right after that, yeah. you know a day a day after two days after whenever it was, they officially announced that they you know were going to move on from Jason Garrett and they brought in Mike McCarthy. I was very unsure of this just because when you think of Mike McCarthy, the first thing I think about not even that he won a Super Bowl. Um, is it's he's immediately tied to Aaron Rodgers and a pass happy attack. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my next thought would be, well, okay, like you know, he played with one of the the best quarterbacks to ever play this game in Aaron Rodgers. How is this going to translate with Dak Prescott? But more importantly, they also have a, a beast of a back, one of the best in the NFL, top five, Ezekiel Elliott. He's going to need a balanced approach. He's definitely mm-hmm. – he can't go pass happy because, you know, every time the run got shut down in Green Bay, you'd see Aaron Rodgers throw it for 10 to 15 times in a row. They'd go screen mm-hmm. pass, dump off, slants, then deep. They would kind of mm-hmm. use the short passing game as their running game in a sense. So mm-hmm. those things came to mind. But uh, after sleeping on it a few nights, I actually agree with this move. I think 
Jerry Jones is right in the fact that they needed to hire someone, you know, with experience to move on from Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett was the head coach there for 10 years. Um, But I, I do think Mike McCarthy, A, I think he can, you know, bring a very winning culture. He can create a winning culture. He's coming into a perfect opportunity, a very young defense he has. Uh, It's going to be a much better defense than he ever had with Green Bay. Uh, We definitely know that in Demarcus Lawrence. They have a young secondary that was a little banged up this year. Uh, you know, but they have all the offensive weapons. They need to re-sign Dak. They need to, you know, they, they signed Ezekiel Elliott last season, and they need to re-sign Amari Cooper. You keep those, uh, you know, those three intact, and you add maybe another, uh, you know, better wide receiver. They have Michael Gallup, but I still mm-hmm. think they need something yep. better in the slot. Um, you know, they, well, they got, move they on got from Rand- Randall. I, they I'm got not sold yeah. on Randall Cobb. They need to move on from Randall Cobb. But the um, McCarthy connection there, you I get, know? Yeah, no, it, I, I understand that, but yeah, I just yeah. don't think Randall Cobb... Randall Cobb isn't what he... He's not what he is as he was then with under Mike McCarthy when he was, right, you know, the right, second right. wide receiver next to Greg Jennings. So mm-hmm. he's obviously much older. Um, mm-hmm. I know the connection's there, but I don't think he should start in the slot. Maybe they keep him on the roster just, you know, as like a fourth or, or a fifth, you know, wide yeah, receiver, yeah. To, you know, to come right. in. Um, I don't know, but mm-hmm. um, they need an upgrade at tight end. Jason Witten, I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, that's uh, got to be They need an upgrade. Way. They need an athletic tight end. Uh, you saw how Aaron Rodgers has always used his tight ends under McCarthy, so they need mm-hmm. to upgrade that position. But in terms of the coaching hire, absolutely, I agree. Yeah, and he already came out. Uh, it's funny he had to come out and say this, but he came out and said he said he's going to get Zeke Elliott the ball, so – you know, like you said, he's got to have a little bit more of a balanced attack here. I get it. You know, when he's in Green Bay, he's got Rodgers. They never really had a back like Zeke. Because, uh, yeah, they, I, they had Eddie Lacy, who over time ended up gaining <laughs> yeah, 30, yeah. 40 pounds I, yeah. or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but Eddie Lacy one year was a bruiser. They did utilize him in the goal line, but um, you don't have, you know, a fat Eddie Lacy right now. You mm. have. Uh, a very determined, wanting to win, committed Zeke Elliott. You need mm-hmm. to find a way to get him the ball twenty to thirty times a game. Yep, absolutely. So we'll see how he handles it. But yeah, I think I think I guess right now you got to say it's a good move for Dallas. I think it fits. We'll see how he handles it and if he can push them over this this hump with that roster. Let's get into. Um, now that we've kind of gone through the coaching carousel, let, let's go right into playoffs. So wild card weekend, mm-hmm. obviously, um, the Bills friggin' collapsed. I thought they had that game in the bag. They let them come yeah. back in the fourth quarter. Uh, Deshaun yep. Watson on that 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 play uh, in overtime, uh, yeah, just, pff, unbelievable. Gets hit twice. Gets hit directly in the back. You thought he was going down. Spins out of it. Dumps it off to the back, goes all the way down to the, tw- you know, inside the twenty. Um, I mean, good for the Texans; they found a way to come back. But the yeah. Bills had no business losing that game. Yeah, uh, th- I believe we both picked the Bills to win. So you know, on the slate, I mean, man, if you if you uh, betted against my picks, you would have done really well because I only got one game right. Yeah, same right. here. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, the, we'll t- we'll get to that. The, that was the only game I got right was the Seahawks beating the Eagles. But back on the Bills, uh, 
my big criticism now, now don't get me wrong i think deshaun watson's a great player all the talent okay i get that i get it all my big criticism on him was last year in the playoffs against the colts they were at home and the te- uh the texans they just kind of choked i mean he was missing throws he was throwing the ball low you know i mean i get it first experience but i just I wasn't really sold on it, and with as well as the Bills have been playing, I thought, hey, they can go on the road and win. And, it, hey, the first half of that game, Adam, it kind of looked like it was the same thing of last year when they're at home, Watson's not playing great, you know, the Texans aren't playing great in general. Uh, but, you know, the Bills got up 16 nothing, I believe, and they just, you know, they never could make that one more big play that they needed to kind of put them over, you know? And unfortunately, Watson, uh, to his credit, all right, now he's he's proven me wrong. He elevated himself. He put the team on his back. He, I think he did. He might have scored both of their touchdowns to get them to overtime. Yep. I'm not sure. Yep. He did, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the kid, the kid can ball. I mean... That's a big playoff win. I think one of the biggest plays in that game, uh, if you remember, J.J. Watt getting a sack late that in that key game. sack, yeah, that, that kind of turned the whole you know, momentum. You could kind of feel it. It's just, you know, Watt, Watt didn't dominate. He didn't, you know, he wasn't jumping off the TV every play. But, man, just that one sack at that critical time, you could kind of feel the spark. You felt the life come back into the Texans. You know, even though it's still, it's like, hey, they still got a long way to go, but you kind of just saw the momentum turn a little bit on that play, and boy, the Texans must be happy they got Watt back, you know, probably just for that play alone. Um, hey, yeah. big win for them. The, now, now on, the, on the flip side of that, the, the Bills, Josh Allen, like, he totally went haywire in the second half. He was all over the place. He did not look calm and relaxed at all. He was chucking 70 yard bombs to a fullback <laughs> i don't know what the hell they were doing uh i i was surprised they did not get devin singletary the ball more late in that game it was like because you know at, when he was running pretty good when they did get him the ball but for some reason late in that game they were just they were just doing weird weird stuff and i don't know they they blew it they definitely blew it but credit to the texans for stepping up at home yeah, no. Um, yeah, cr- credit to the Texans again. The mm-hmm. Bills had no business losing that game. Um, you know, credit to Sean Watson. He's their playmaker. You know, yeah. he's the reason why they're even relevant right now. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of obviously DeAndre Hopkins, Kenny Stills was a good you know trade for. He made an impact in you know some games. Um, you know, Will yeah. Fuller. You know, even though he was out. Um, yep. You know, he's, you know, if let's say he gets healthier or whatnot, let's say they, for any reason, upset the Chiefs. I don't, you mm-hmm. know, I hope they don't. Right. <laughs> um, I don't but if for any they, reason yeah. they do, Will Fuller could make an impact. I don't know if Will Fuller's playing this week, but um, yeah, good for the Texans, good for Deshaun Watson, good win, um, yep. you know, for them. But the Bills just, um, you know, they, they had no business losing that game. No. In terms of the only game that I got right, wow! Here we go. The Titans, and the Patriots, King Henry, Love king it. me, king me, king oh. me. That's what he said. 
Wow. Um, I, you know, you, I, you nailed you nailed this one, Adam. Uh, I missed on the the three touchdowns part. I thought uh, it was going to be yeah, a yeah. little bit more of a high scoring game, um, but. Um, I did say he'd have over 100 yards rushing and over 25 touches, and the Titans needed to at least win time of possession. They did mm-hmm. win time of possession by a few minutes, um, and they gave Derrick Henry the ball you know, 32 times for 204 yards, um, 182 rushing, 22 on a screenplay that brought him all the way down to the one, and what he punched it in after. Just, um, But let's talk about – we all know Derrick Henry – Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead, and I, I don't want to hear the New England excuses about Brady not having weapons because he's had a lot less before. Let's talk mm-hmm. about this for a minute. They traded yeah. a second-round draft pick for Mohamed Sanu. They mm-hmm. have three excellent backs in Sony Michelle, James White, and Rex Burkhead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ben Watson— could have been utilized a little better. I know he's he, not he, Gronk. He ha- he, yeah, he had that big catch, if you remember. I know he's was- not Gronk. They could have got him the ball more. And Kill Harry mm-hmm. has played better as of recently, but all the New England radio stations and the fan base, Brady doesn't have the weapons that he has. They're starting to admit he's getting older. I don't yeah. want to hear the friggin' excuses, New England. I don't want to hear it. The Titans' defense came to play and punched you in the mouth. They got pressure on Brady when they needed to, and they held the Patriots to 13 points. Credit Mm -hmm. that defensive coordinator. uh, You know, credit Mike Vrabel. He had his team ready to go. He knew they had to leverage Derrick Henry and throw when you know only throw when they really needed to. Um, you know, because as you said, the, the meme that went around the world in the NFL community is the biggest highlight of all of Ryan Tannehill's game is him handing the ball off to Derrick Henry. <laughs> but yeah. um, credit the Titans defense, man. You got to give them credit. They, the secondary, they shut them down. The, the, yeah. You know, they, yeah, they, they could, the Pats couldn't get a good running game going. They had a few good drives where they got down there, um, you know, but holding the Patriots to zero points in the second half is just a tough thing to do in general mm. in new england man yeah yeah unbelievable absolutely. all the credit <laughs> in the world to the titans defense yeah and uh as you mentioned that adam i think about that goal line stand they had uh which you know being that the score was 20 to 13 that turns out to be a very very big uh, part of that game. You know, when the Patriots ran it three times in a row and did not get in, and they settled for a field goal. I mean, if that if they get in on one of those, um, it's potentially a different game when you look at later on. Could have been seventeen to fourteen. Yeah. Ending. New England advances and goes. Yeah, yeah. Because then later, the, the 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 script of that game could have easily been different if if New England had scored on that possession there. Tannenhill throws that pick later on. I mean, the whole the whole scenario of that game changes. But, you know, I'm with you on the, you know, it, 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 is the excuse becoming, oh, well, we didn't, he didn't have the weapons. But, okay, well, that's, let's go back a little bit because the whole thing about New England has always been next guy, next man up. Brady you know what I mean? makes players yeah, yeah, around right, him right. better. So, so, so which one is it? You know, right, it's like, Next man up. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one one that I'll give them that I think hurt them more than anything, and it's not a skill player guy, so it's not talked about much. But 
They lost their center, uh, Andrews. The O-line they've, has been beat up all year. Yeah. 100% agree. I, They're going to get key losing, pieces back I, next yeah, year, yeah. and that'll be a difference. I think losing Andrews uh, really hurt them. I think losing Devlin, the fullback, really hurt them. Again, these aren't guys you know, that you're going to start on your fantasy team, but in real football. It is a team uh, sport. Yeah, in real football, I think both of those guys, as far as blocking and stuff like that goes, uh, I think that hurt them. Uh, I, you know, they had a linebacker at fullback by the end of the year, which is cool and all. But uh, you know, also, I this play got criticized. I was watching NFL Network, and there was a third and one, I believe, and they did a fullback dive with uh, Landon Roberts, who's the linebacker that plays fullback now for New England, and it, you know, he basically got stuffed. And it's like, but the but but like you said, you know, it's like I. First of all, the AB thing, let's just throw that out the window. They had him for one game against the Miami Dolphins. Like, give me a break. They were going to win that game regardless. If he... So it's like, forget about the fact that you had AB because you won 12 games. All right, well, one of those with him. So you won 11 games without Antonio Brown, basically. You know? So they, they, they finished 12-4. and four. They had AB for one game. So it's like... You had the weapons. Uh, I looking back at that game, it doesn't feel like James White was really utilized much. Uh, he had five catches, sixty-two yards. I guess that's okay. He only had one carry. Uh, Rex Burkhead had three carries for four yards. Sony Michelle fourteen for sixty-one. Not bad. Never got a touchdown though. Uh, you mentioned Ben Watson. They did find him wide open in the middle of the field on a big play, but it got called back uh, for the lineman being downfield. Do you remember that play, Adam? Yeah, excellent. That, um, that, you know that, what? That, Let's that, give the, cre- play, the refs yeah. some credit here. It was a very <laughs> yeah. fair game. It mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, uh, the day it rained yellow, too, um, especially being in New England. So let the, yep. the refs called a very fair game. Very pleased. It was a clean game. Wasn't a lot of flags, and every flag that was thrown was pretty much warranted. So um, glad to see that referee crew kind of get things right. This time. Yeah, you know, it just looks like they just. I'm looking at their receiving stats. James White is the leading receiver for them in that game for five catches, sixty-two yards. I mean, that's just not going to cut it. Julian Edelman only three catches, thirty yards. Has that big drop? That was. I know big he's play. injured. He's all banged up. He, oh yeah, of course. Injuries. Credit he's to him. Older. He's tough. Yeah, tough he's as a nails. Tough, he's tough player. Yep, absolutely. But you know, you look at Muhammad Sanu. One catch, eleven yards. That's not what they traded for. Garbage. You know, Nikhil Harry. Two catches, twenty-one yards. He's got to get the ball more. He's going to have a better second year. He <laughs> um, he definitely have a better second year. What blows my mind about this game, Adam, is, you know, like, like, you know, your guy, the king, Derrick Henry, you want to talk about being committed to the run. 34 carries, 182 yards, one touchdown. I mean, that's like, just to see that, I mean, that's just. Dude, he ran through yeah. the Patriots. I mean, I just like, love, look like. They I knew it was teams. coming. Yeah. And when he was stopped, he would still fall forward and get three or four. There was no stopping Derrick Henry. I think there was only one or two plays where he had zero or negative yardage. Yeah. Like, just and then he unbelievable. Had, so he had the one rushing TD. 
he also had that one catch, a little screen yep, pass. Yep, that screen which, that went for 22 yards. It was, it, it was almost a TD. He went out at the one or yep. whatever. But, I mean, wow. Like, just talk and, and, you know, talk about staying committed to the run. And their only other their only other running back, Deion Lewis, only had two carries. So, they, you know what? They, they said, hey, we're pushing the chips all in on what we're good at is running the ball with Derrick Henry. I mean, Ryan Tannenhill completes eight passes for 72 <laughs> yards, one touchdown, one pick. And if you were to, if you if, if you didn't know the score of this game before it was played and they showed you that stat, they said, "All right, Tannenhill's going to go 8 for 15, 72 yards, one TD, one pick. Who's going to win?" You're probably going to look at that and say, "Oh, Patriots are going to win if that's Tannenhill's stat line." You know, but nope, you got Derrick Henry going 34 carries for a buck 82. I just love it. I love that they stayed true to what they wanted to do. Uh, the defense held the Patriots in check. And how about Vrabel uh, kind of sticking, giving Belichick a taste of his own medicine when letting the clock run with the punt and delay a game and <laughs> do, doing that? Hey, how, because the Patriots did it against the Jets earlier in the year, and that was just like, wow, that that was like the game inside the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. This little, the, the student versus the teacher, however you want to break it down. Yeah. Uh, and Belichick was pissed, you know, but it's like, hey, you're the one that exposed this little loophole, so you can't be upset when they use it against you. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. Um... Man, the king. All hail the king. And That's I got I got this game wrong for the first time in my life. I picked the Patriots to win. Go I know. Maybe you. next time they're in a playoff game, pick the Pats to win, and I'll be yeah, opposite. Yeah, my, and, um, you know, yeah. just witnessing the Pats lose back-to-back weeks. we got to enjoy it while we can. Um, yeah, it doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> um, I'm sure any New England fans listening to this are going to cancel the subscription and um, – you know they're gonna. Hey, it's all it's, it, it, it's all in good fun. I mean, it's, <laughs> no, I know. Just uh, you know, a, uh, I'm very sorry, New England fans, but we're not. You know, we're we've, we've been grown up. We didn't hop on the bandwagon. Yeah, they they, they can't be way. that upset. They've been in yeah. the last three. Please, straight. we've won plenty of games. Let us enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Going on to. Uh, what was the next game? So we had Vikings yeah, upsetting Vikings Saints. the Saints. The Saints get bounced again for the yeah, sixth this, year in a row. Yeah, <sighs> this was this was upsetting to see, man. It really well, was. Um, lots, lots. Well, I just, well um, credit yeah. Dalvin Cook. Credit Kirk Cousins. He yeah, didn't have gotta a turnover. Give, gotta, you got to give Cousins credit uh, for once. He made the big throw in overtime, you know, he he also threw the game winning touchdown to Kyle Rudolph. So the the upsetting thing is, you know, if you follow the Saints timeline over the last few years, they've all throughout the year, you know, they get regarded as one of the top teams in the league, one of the you know, they're playing great, they always have a great record, they're great at home, they have such a good roster, a good coach, they're always getting these this praise. Uh, you know, w- which is mostly deserved. I mean, Drew Brees, he's breaking all these records. All right, that's great. But you go back two years ago, they lose on the last play of the game, the Minnesota Miracle, when, ironically, Minnesota, when they threw to Diggs, and uh, the corner on the Saints basically just put his face in the ground and let him score. 
So it's like that was like a brutal loss. The Minnesota miracle. All right, the next year, they're playing at home against the Rams. There's the no call on the pass interference. A lot of people think they basically would have won the game if that was called. So you know, and, and credit to them for being a resilient team to to take those tough you know losses that are with questionable things going on. And they come back the next year, and they do good again, and they make the playoffs, and you think, all right, they're finally going to do it. They're going to win that playoff game. They're going to do it at home, and they blow it again. You know, And it's like I was watching that game. They had Taysom Hill you know, going in, doing this little wildcat quarterback stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, the, yep. he, was, he got them all the way down the field. I mean, he's running over people. He's breaking runs. It was, it was honestly fantastic fun to watch i'm like wow he even threw a pass for 50 yards i'm like wow this kid is killing it he gets them all the way down to the red zone this was second half late in the game drew Brees comes in gets pressured he's getting sacked fumbles it it's like oh man uh but you know they go to overtime they can't stop the vikings that's when cousins probably makes the best throw of his career to date you know drops it right in the bread basket on adam Thielen around the, you know, two, three-yard line. And they score. Uh, they scored on third and goal. They scored the touchdown. So credit to the Vikings, man. I had the Saints winning this game at home. Uh, now a lot of the talk is people saying this. it's over now. It's over for the Saints. It's over for Breeze and Peyton. Uh, what do you think, Adam? What do you, what do you think about the Saints losing this? Um. Yeah, this is um this is a tough one. Um I had the Saints going to the bowl. Yeah. I think a lot of people did. Um I could see Drew Brees. Um I feel bad for Brees more than anybody. The guy had an in- another incredible year, one of the most consistent quarterbacks, obviously. Yeah. First ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, man, to see, uh, you know, not even, cre- you know, give credit to Cousins and, and Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen for coming up big. Yeah. But, man, the the, the Vikings defense, they, they, they delivered when they needed to deliver. They got off the field on third down when they needed to. Mm-hmm. They kept that game. They kept that game close. They were resilient. Uh, any kind of momentum that the, the Saints seemed to were – uh, be building. They completely just, you know, they either bottle Drew Brees up. They force that critical fumble, like you said, after, uh, you know, uh, Taysom Hill uh, gets inserted for the very beginning of the series for a few plays and makes some excellent plays. They input Drew Brees, coughs the ball up, trying to get rid of it. Um, so all the credit in the world to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, um, got to give them credit, man. Yeah, no, it was a um, heartbreaker for the Saints, but good for the Vikings. But um, they did this same thing before, Minneapolis Miracle, then they go into Philly and get the yeah. doors blown off of them. So this week is going to be very different. Um, mm-hmm. Now they have a different quarterback. I wasn't sold on Case Keenum. Obviously, that was a very lucky kind of play. Right. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. Um, yep. Going on to the Seahawks and mm-hmm. the Eagles. Um, very, you know, got to give it to Phillies D. I changed my pick last, you know, last minute within days of the game. Originally had the Seahawks winning. I still think if Carson Wentz is in that game, Philly's Mm -hmm. winning it. If they kept that Uh, game close with Josh McCown at the helm, 
Mm. Yeah. And the way Philly's defense played, Philly's winning that game. Yeah. You you hate to see, uh, yeah, 17-9 final score. And I think once went out in the first quarter, if I'm not mistaken. So you'd like to see that game, uh, you know, you, you want to see you want to see the top guys in there in these playoff games. So I wanted the Seahawks to win, but yeah, you, you'd like to see once in there and see how that plays out. Um, you know, it's too it's too bad for the Eagles. They were already missing a lot of pieces. You know, at least they still had their quarterback, but then they lose him early. You know, they they tried. I mean, they. You can only do so much. They had Josh McCown come in. You know, he could never really, you know, get them into the end zone. But, you know, like you said, I mean, it's even it's, – it's a, it's a one-score game. It's 17-9. It's an eight-point game here. Curious to see how that plays out if Wentz doesn't get hurt. Uh, but also a little bit of credit to Seattle going on the road and winning uh, DK Metcalf. He really shined in this game for a rookie wide receiver. Uh, he made some big catches, uh, which that that was cool to see. Uh, I don't recall seeing like too much of Marshawn Lynch. Did maybe he got a lucky touchdown? Yeah, he had six carries for seven yards and a touchdown. So I mean, yeah, I guess he's all right if they're on the one or two yard line. But yeah, I'm still he, surprised they didn't use utilize him more. Yeah, I don't know what the – I mean, Travis Homer had 11 carries for 12 yards, so they didn't really get the run game going at all. Uh, Russell Wilson was their leading rusher, nine carries. He ran it nine times for 45 yards. But DK Metcalf, seven catches, 160 yards, touchdown. He was uh, he was just feasting on the Eagles secondary, so – He'll definitely be a much-needed weapon for them uh, heading into their next game uh, against the Packers. So, But that was the only game I got right, Seahawks beating the Eagles, all the other ones I got wrong. So hopefully you can do better this time around. Yeah, no. Um, you know, credit Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, you got to love Russ. I yeah, mean, Russell Wilson, great. You know, if it wasn't for the year that Lamar Jackson had, he was he'd probably be the MVP. I think Lamar's mm-hmm. going to win that award. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk more about that on the next episode about awards and who's winning what. But, um, yeah. yeah, you know, credit the Seahawks. They, they, I just thought with Josh McCown coming into the game, they could have maybe done a little more, take a bigger lead. But, you know, again, credit to Philly. They got to be, you know, Doug Peterson's a phenomenal coach, man. I really... I like him a lot. Yeah, me in too. Good hands for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Um, all right, going on. Uh, so that really covers uh, divisional round. So I guess mm-hmm. let's make our picks. So um, let's look up uh, the first game this coming Saturday. Vikings 49ers. <sighs> this is going to be tough. The 49ers San- are favored by seven if you're betting. Yeah, in San Fran, obviously. So the Vikings would be going on the road again. Um, who do you got? Um, you know, my my gut instinct here is telling me the 49ers at home. Um, you know, let, let's not taking credit away from the Vikings, but it did go to overtime. They won the coin toss. 
all right, they get the big play, they score, they win. Uh, how does that game play out if the Saints won the coin toss? You know, so I'm not taking it away from them because uh, they won, but you know, I don't, I don't know if they're going to get that same kind of luck of a coin flip here. Um, you know, I, I do like the idea of like having Dalvin Cook and all this. I think the Vikings defense is is very good. Um, but the 49ers have just been pretty good at home. They seem like they're on a mission. I, I think it'll be close. I, I'm going to say 49ers 24 to 20. What do you got, Adam? Yeah. Um, damn, did you say 49 to 20? No, no, no. 49ers. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, twenty four, twenty four to twenty. Oh, okay. I was like, hold on yeah, a no. second. I, I heard you. No, no, no. I don't no. know if the audio I, no, I broke up. I think it'll up. be close. I think uh, it'll be close. <laughs> um, I do think I agree. Um, I'm gonna go forty ers here. Something was telling me. I texted you the other day. Yeah. The Vikings could pull the upset. Um, I the mean, don't, don't get me. It'd be, it'd be cool upset. if they did. I like the Vikings coach, you know? Yeah. If they pull the upset, it's going to be because Kirk Cousins just has an absolutely out of this world game. Yeah. But, um, if this game was played in Minnesota, I would take the Vikings, but it's at home. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're the one seed. Um, you know, 49ers fans, uh, you know, they could. Go back to the Super Bowl. Um, they feel it. They're right there. Mm -hmm. They're only two wins away. Um, they've moved on from the Colin Kaepernick era. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the fans are going to be you know, ecstatic. The fact that they have Jimmy G in his second year, bring him to a title. It's just going to be a huge slap in the face to all of the Patriots fans when Bill Belichick two years ago wanted to originally get rid of Brady and insert Jimmy G, but Robert Kraft wouldn't let him. Um, I kind of just want it to happen for that fact alone. So, um, <laughs> it's, um, I, I, that, that, that would be, it would be something else. Um, yeah, that I'm going to go ahead. And, I, I'm going to say this is going to be a very high scoring game. I don't know All why, right. but I think the defense, you know, the defense of the 49ers really gave up a lot of points late in the year. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think the Vikings can be scored on on the road. So even though the, you know, they, they played lights out in New mm -hmm. Orleans against a very hot saints offense and drew Brees. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, um, like, you know, 38, 34, mm -hmm. 49ers. I yeah. Think it's going to be for very high scoring. I take the over if I'm betting. And, um, you know, but I would take the Vikings with the spread. I think it's going to be a lot of cl lot closer than a touchdown. Um, you know, and if for any reason, like I said, if the Vikings do upset, it's got it's because Kirk Cousins had like a four or five touchdown, zero interception game where he's mm. just completely just, again, uh, out of this world, just balls out. So that's mm -hmm. going to be interesting. Um, going on to yeah. our next uh, game, Titans-Ravens. Obviously, Titans coming off the huge upset in New England. Um, traveling down to Baltimore. I know... You know, we posted a poll on Instagram um, asking fans whether or not the buy hurts or helps. I think it's going to help this team. I know the Ravens are riding very hot. Um, they're on a massive winning streak. Um, but last week they practiced hard in pads. 
Um, you know, John right? Harbaugh. Yeah. Um, you know, I read that today. John Harbaugh kept them engaged. Um, they mm. made made it game like atmosphere on some of the practices last week. Um, so I think the Ravens stay hot. Um, I think, unfortunately, <laughs> as much as I love the King, love the King, love the Titans, mm-hmm. love what they've done. Uh, unfortunately, I can't bet against my Super Bowl pick uh, to win it all this year. Um, Lamar Jackson. Um, I know that there's questions. Ingram is a big question this week, and he's having calf issues. Um, even so, I don't know how much that's going to hinder. I just Lamar Jackson, I think, is going to ball out. I don't know if they can stop that option. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm too yeah. high on Lamar Jackson, but he's just he's just balling out this year. The Ravens yeah. defense, they're just you know, um, they're just outstanding. Um, I think they win by you know two touchdowns yeah i mean it just feels like the ravens they're very hot right now um they've been hot all year they got what they go 14 and 14 two or something two, yep. yeah so it's funny i was watching uh espn before this they had a couple guys on there they were talking to rob ninkovich he used to be on the patriots and he picked the titans to win because he was saying listen you know, it's going to be a fast. He said the game's going to go fast, which made a lot of sense because both teams like to run the ball. The clock's going to be running. You know, Tennessee does have a formula, you know, but they, they would kind of basically need to replicate what they just did against the Patriots, you know, a 34, you know, 150 and more yards rushing from Henry. They need some type of game like that. Uh although I'm sure the Raven, Ravens will be planning for that now, so that may be tough to pull off. I don't think you'll win another game with Ryan Tannenhill completing eight passes. Um, and on the flip side with the Ravens, I, I did read that Mark Ingram, I believe he practiced today. Uh, but even if he's out, a guy not to overlook is Gus Edwards. He's not, you know... Gus he's the not, bus! Yeah. Gus the bus. He, listen, if you go back, well, first of all, he was the starter last year before they had, when Lamar first came onto the scene. Uh, Lamar and Gus Edwards were eating it up right away. Gus Edwards, again, he's not flashy, but he is always produced when he comes in for them. Uh, if you, even if you go back and look at the games he had last year when he was basically at one point in the year, he became the starter and, and he was not bad. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, he's not like, you know, uh He's not Barry Mark Ingram. S- yeah, he's not he's not Mark Ingram, he's not Barry Sanders out there, but he's a tough physical downhill back. He knows the offense. I don't think they would miss too much of a beat. Um and just Lamar's ability alone, uh, I think gives them the edge. I'm gonna say the Ravens win by ten. I'm gonna go thirty to 20 Ravens. Wow. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So we got the 49ers and the Ravens advancing from Saturday's games. Now moving on to Sunday's games, Texans Chiefs. <laughs> I was very curious about the weather because I saw something that Kansas City posted. It's going to be 23 degrees and they're supposedly supposed to expect five to eight inches of snow. So 100% chance of snow this game, 5 to 8 inches, 23 degrees. This spells, I think, 
<sighs> I'm going Chiefs blowout. I think the Texans, they're going to, you know, man, they're going to go from the nice comfy dome, big win, mm-hmm. coming back. Yeah, they're yeah. off the high. They should have lost that game. They forced overtime, mm-hmm. you know, coming back, you know, two touchdowns later. Um, you know, after trailing, I think, 16-0, to zero, um, the high is going to be short-lived. Um, and I think the Chiefs, that atmosphere, arrowhead, freezing, five to eight inches, I think it spells disaster here. I think the Chiefs are still going to throw the ball. Um, I, You know, they're going to leverage the run, obviously, but I think they're still going to throw the ball. They're going to find a way maybe on some quick screen passes, you know, quick outside, nothing too mm. risky, but they still got to take sh- shots downfield. Uh, they got Pat Mahomes. They have Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill. They have Nicole Hardman. So um, the Sammy Watkins. So mm-hmm. um, uh, he, is he, he got injured, though, didn't he? Um, I think he did, yeah. That's I'm right. Sure okay. What, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure what um, his status is, but. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, they got weapons though. At the end of the day, they got, I still and they've they, already, yeah, yeah, they've, they've shown they can play in the bet. Wasn't it a month ago? They played in the snow there. Yeah. And, I'm not worried about it. And I mean, five days inches of snow. That's a lot of freaking Mahomes snow was for slinging it to Tyreek um, Hill, you know? Yeah. So, um, I think it's still going to be a blowout. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why. I just feel like. <laughs> They don't. They know they don't have to go. Even though I'm sure they would want a revenge game, you know, against the Patriots, they don't have to go through New England now. Um, so Saturday's forecast. Now Saturday night it says clouds, but during the day, 100% chance of snow. Uh, now the forecast has changed to three to five inches, but it's going to be 22 degrees. Um, that's the high. Never mind the wind chill. Um, wind's going to be 10 to 20 miles an hour, so no, who knows how cold. But um, giving a prediction, I'm going to go 38 to 13. Um, wow, I yeah. Up, just I, I see Arrowhead, Andy Reid. They just got everything going for them. Blowout city. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam. Did the, did the Chiefs already blow out the Texans this year? That's or a I good did- question. I don't. I don't know. All I know is this is a playoff game, man, and the the, yeah. the Texans don't belong. Right, right. Like we said, I mean, they very close to uh, losing <clears throat> losing that game to the Bills last week. All right, us. Uh, wait a minute. The Texans beat the Chiefs in October. Did you know that? They beat oh, them yeah, 31 they did. To they did upset them. That's right. They, was that an arrowhead? Right. Yeah, I believe it was. It was. I yeah, no, it it's was. playoffs, bro. I don't care. I'm yeah, still I mean, that was... 38-13 yeah. fluke. They're gonna Andy Reid's going to pick that game apart. You know they're looking at all the film. and um, Both teams have, cha- I'm sure, changed a little bit since then, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was well, earlier he... in the year, midway through the season, I believe. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm... T- yeah, I'm yeah, no, I'm with, I'm, I'm with you. I'm going with the Chiefs at home. You got to think they've been waiting almost a year to play this game uh, when they're basically a D Ford offsides penalty away from going to a Super Bowl last year. Uh, I just don't see them losing at home. They got the weapons that, like the Chiefs. You know, they're not going to do what the Bills did. They're not going to go up sixteen nothing and forget how to play football. You got uh, Pat they get Mahomes. Yeah. 
if the Chiefs get a you know a lead like sixteen nothing, fourteen nothing, consider it a wrap. I mean, I don't think it's talked about enough, but I think their defense is vastly improved from a year ago. Absolutely, uh, especially the second half you know, of the year. Yeah, their defense has stepped it up lately, and yeah, I you know. I'm not taking it away from the Texans. Good for them winning, but I do not see them going on the road and winning. I'm going to say Chiefs win 31-17. to 17. Next game, Seahawks at Packers final game of divisional round weekend. Uh, looking at this game, I originally had the Seahawks, but I got to go Packers here. Here's mm. why. A balanced attack. Yep. And I, Green Bay, now I had the Saints advancing to this game originally and beating the Packers because I thought the Saints had a better defense than the Packers. But now that they're out of it, I like the Packers' defense a lot more than the Seahawks. That's what it comes down to. Um, I like Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers equally as much. Mm -hmm. uh, both are phenomenal players. I don't know if Seahawks are if if they're going to be able to leverage the run game like the Packers can with Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, mm -hmm. unbelievable year, uh, just an incredible back. Has mm -hmm. has proven he can catch deep balls out of the backfield, whether it's on a wheel route or he lines up wide and goes deep. He's proven it all. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give the edge to the Packers here. I think it's still going to be a very close game. Um, you know, obviously these two teams have history from all that's transpired, you know, four years ago in the NFC championship game that, you know, we were just talking about before we recorded this podcast. So, uh, you know, but I'm going to have to go Green Bay 31 to 27 or 28 close game. I just think it's going to come down to whoever has the ball last in the fourth quarter. It's going to be, you know, a drive to come back and win it. And I see that being Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um, I, I, I do hear what you're saying. I think the Packers, uh, number one, I just think they're a little bit more balanced just as far as they have a legit run game. You know, they have a couple good running backs, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, whereas the Seahawks look like they're just, like, scraping. You know, they're bringing back beast mode, hoping for some sort of resemblance of a run game. Um, I don't know what it is. So, Adam, I just can't get away from the magic of Russell Wilson. I just think the Seahawks find a way to win it. I don't know how they're going to win it. Who knows what they're going to do. I mean, ironically enough, as we sit here doing the podcast, they were just showing uh, Seahawks-Packers playoff game from four or five years ago. It was in Seattle. Packers are up 19-7 with four minutes left, and somehow the Seahawks come back and win. You know, it's just, I don't know how they do it. Russell Wilson, you know, one, one thing I look at, and I know, you, you know, how much does it mean when you look at this kind of stuff? I don't know. It changes week to week. But I look at the Seahawks beat the 49ers the first time around. They almost beat them the second time around. Came down to literally centimeters on the goal line. And then I look at when the Niners played the Packers and they destroyed them. So it's like, granted, the Seahawks were a little healthier, you know, back when they were playing the Niners in these games. But I don't know. I mean, I've also seen the Packers lose plenty of home playoff games. 
I will say they are being slept on. They're a quiet number two seed. I don't think they're getting the respect they deserve. And I would not be surprised if they win, but I'm just going to ride with the Seahawks. I'm going to say 27-24. Seattle finds a way to pull it off. Wow, this is um, yeah. We're only two days away. It's gonna be mm-hmm. it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, very different dynamic. We know the Patriots will not be in the Super Bowl this year. Um, mm-hmm. This will be the first time in ten, nine, or ten years the Patriots will not be in an AFC Championship game either. Yeah. Um. Yep. Just wild i mean credit to them for even getting there it's hard to make deep playoff runs granted you know they've always locked up a top one or two seed but it's um gonna be very very interesting very different to not see the patriots in the afc championship game um on what i think was nine years in a row that brady did it yeah i well yeah i think they went to like eight in a row or nine so this yeah crazy this would have been the ninth one but it is. It's going to be a different, uh, different. You know, for those listening, you know, me and Adam happen to live in New England, and I don't know if you've noticed, Adam. It has been rather quiet. You know, <laughs> has been rather quiet around here lately. You know, and it's like, oh, um, yeah. Well, we still got Tom Brady and all this. All right, yeah. <laughs> Tom all Brady right, will be yeah, back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now let's see before we end. Let's talk about what we were talking about back and forth the other day. Mm-hmm. Will Bill Belichick be back? Uh, because remember, now, him and Robert Kraft two years ago obviously did not see eye to eye in moving on from Tom Brady and possibly inserting Jimmy G as the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. Mm. Would, yeah. Does, does I, Bill Belichick want to be tied to Brady forever to prove that he can win without him? I think... I mean, Bill Belichick doesn't have that ego. He just wants to win friggin' football games. Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, but does he want to be tied to Brady forever to prove that he could win it? I just don't know. You know, Brady's going to be forty-three in August, right before the season starts. So let's talk about what it is. Is are they going to draft a quarterback or go get somebody? to plan for this because every time they've done it they've just traded away that player look at Jacoby Reset. Um, <laughs> right right Jimmy Garoppolo Jimmy Garoppolo so yeah it's just like they can't keep doing that because if they want success they're gonna need a successive plan for mm-hmm. Brady's not playing forever in New England right. needs to this is the first taste that they they sense the dynasty and the Tom Brady Bill Belichick era is over one of yeah. them is gonna move on don't be surprised if Brady's playing for the Jets or the Colts next year because he still wanted to play till he's 45, mm-hmm. um, whatever. But does Bill Belichick move on? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like from Brady's post that he made, he plans on... Oh, he's, he's coming back, of, absolutely. He he wants to keep playing. He's putting the ball in the Patriots' court. Uh, I feel like Robert Kraft loves Brady and he'll just keep him around. So then it comes down to... You know, does Belichick want him? Because because this will be like this is like going to be like power struggle, you know, part two, where it's like, is he? It's he's you know, it's basically like who is Kraft going to pick? Is he going to pick Brady or is he going to side with the coach who's brought them, you know, all this success? Which way is it going to? Which way is it going to fall? And I think you know you got to look at the quarterbacks that are left in the playoffs, the league has changed a little bit you know outside of 
you know, Kirk Cousins is still in there. Tannenhill's still in there. Well, we think these guys are going to lose. But a good amount of these other teams, the Niners, Ravens, Texans, Chiefs, Seahawks, Packers, all these quarterbacks can do something that Brady cannot do, which is move around and make plays outside the pocket. You know, little they're mobile. They can scramble. They can extend plays with their feet. You know, not taken away from how good Tom Brady has been, but are they a little bit limited on offense uh, in today's NFL in terms of, like, he needs a clean pocket. You know, he's not out scrambling and making stuff happen on the fly like some of these QBs are now. So I'm sure Belichick looks at that. I mean, this is what's left in the playoffs. All these quarterbacks, you know, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Rodgers, Garoppolo, these guys can all move around. So you got to think it's like, hey, are we going to like handcuff ourselves to Brady and just stick with the same pocket system? Yeah, I'm not saying it can't work or it doesn't work, but you got to look at the big picture of the NFL too. So it'll be interesting, you know. And at the same time, all this we can go back and forth on it forever. And then, of course, it would never really surprise me if they both end up back in New England next year. But at some point, the tide's going to turn. It's got to break one way or the other. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, like you said, I think uh, Bill was already going to move on from Brady with Garoppolo. They shut it down. Uh, is he going to let them shut it down again with whatever his plan is? I don't know. But I think that it, it is coming to an end within the next one or two years. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be an interesting offseason. I mean, knowing – I mean, just thinking about it now, it'll probably be Bill Belichick and Brady. But don't be surprised if they draft mm-hmm. someone else and Brady is eventually benched this year. That should not wow. be surprised. Wow. Uh, if if both are still in New England, Bill Belichick might just say, okay, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going to bring Brady back. But you know Bill Belichick is always one step ahead of the curve. Yeah, and exactly. And he will just say, yep, well, guess what? We're going to draft Brady's successor. And, you know, mm-hmm. in the event that Tom Brady really falls off, he's going to be 44 this year, I believe. Mm-hmm. They don't start hot, or he's not able to make the obviously the plays that he once was with you know not being as mobile or whatever reason. Um, mm-hmm. You might see him get benched, and it happened to it's happened to some greats. It happened to Peyton Manning before he came back and went on that miracle run on the Super Bowl, yeah. and when he retired, he was benched temporarily um, for Brock so, Osweiler. Yeah, so hey, crazier <laughs> things have happened. So it's going to be interesting, but uh, that's yep. going to wrap up. This episode, Brennan, always a pleasure. Yep. It was just, yep. um, I very much look uh, forward was... to next week's episode um, to talk about uh, the championship games and we'll talk about uh, awards. Um, so going to be a lot of fun. So um, thanks again, man, as always. Yep. It's great yep. having you... this podcast with you. Yeah, it was awesome, Adam. Another good episode in the books. Uh, always good to get on here and talk football. Going to be an exciting weekend for the divisional round playoffs. Make sure you watch them. Uh, we'll have the polls going on the IG page. Give it a follow in the story. Uh, vote for the teams you want, you know, just, just so we can look at it, have fun, see how it plays out. Uh, follow us on Instagram. 
give us a like, appreciate all the support. Anyone that's given the time to listen to it. Uh, we really appreciate it. So Adam, thanks again. Uh, thanks for all your hard work putting into this and let's keep it going. Let's hope for some good games and we can talk about them next week. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh, that is it from AWMBP this week. Yeah. Stay tuned for next. Thanks yeah. again, guys. All right. Hey, what's going on, football family? It's your boy, A.W. Just wanted to say, BP and I greatly appreciate all of the support and the listen so far. This is just the beginning. So if you want to continue to support us, if you have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, Breaker, please smash that subscribe button. Again, we greatly appreciate all of the listens, all of the support. Stay tuned for more. Thank you.